1: story i uh, like stories yeah girl i got plenty of stories did you eat something weird again yes and uh, <laughs> <laughs> i ate but it wasn't anything weird <laughs> let me tell you my fucking story it's okay so this happened one night uh last summer so it was me my friend her mom and my grandma okay her mom and my grandma are our best friends so that wasn't as weird of a mix as you think okay so we all went out for dinner so right across the street was this bar, and it was popping that night. So we're like, hey, well, let's go to the bar. Let's check it out. So we went, and, you know, of course we drank, and I got fucking wasted, okay? So I was, we're dancing, you know, having a good time. All of a sudden, you know, my stomach's hurting, so I sit down, and I just puke everywhere, okay? <laughs> just like that. And then, <laughs> and then before anyone even knows what happened, I looked up at him, and I said... My stomach feels better. Let's go dance some more. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait, what are you talking? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then so, of course, they make fun of me for a second about how quickly I puke and rally. Uh-huh. And then they are like, my friend says, Nah girl, you don't need it. You don't need to be dancing. What you need to do is you need to go skinny dipping. And I have never been skinny dipping before in my life. So I'm like, hell, yeah, let's go. So she takes us to um, this mansion on the coast. And uh, apparently she knows the people who live there, but Uh they weren't home. So we went in their backyard and we sure went skinny dipping and never met the people who live there to this day. I still don't know the people who live there. And I was like totally naked in their pool. Let's hope they don't have security cameras. Yeah, right? (laughs) Right? Oh my God, how do you think about that? They're really like, who's this bitch? (laughs) So anyway, that's the story of my very first time skinny dipping. Awesome. Have you I've ever been, have you ever? Heck
0: yeah. Yes. I went skinny dipping up in the river in Indiana. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's so freeing, right? It was. I love it. It was very it was me and my friend and some dude that was skinny dipping with her and I don't know what they were doing. I don't wanna know what they were doing, you yeah. Didn't know. I was just swimming around. Yeah. It was cool and then my butt got cold because it kept like being a little blump out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> a little <bluff> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god yeah did you were you all like swimming at night yeah that's cool yeah that's cool yeah that's the best time to you know i mean i don't think you would want to during the day i mean if it was secluded enough and yeah, yeah i guess not with this body think of, <laughs> the, think of the um the, the suntan i mean the sunburns though yeah no some areas just don't need to be seeing any sun no ever (laughs)
0: never ever oh no no
1: (laughs) yeah so hi guys hey what's up
0: (laughs) i guess this embarrassing stories with Paige and holly is a new beginning segment of our yeah yeah our podcast it's our
1: icebreakers
0: hopefully we i don't know if i want to run out of embarrassing stories or not (laughs) good point
1: (laughs) We'll just have to keep making new ones. Oh, that won't be. That won't be hard. (laughs) They happen every day.
0: (laughs) Oh, my. So, yeah, this is Booklet. We um, are reading. We're not reading. We did
1: read already. We did read. Now we're we're talking about what we read. To you guys. To you guys. And the book is called Winterwood
0: by... Shay Earnshaw, very nice book. Very, it was very
1: good. We read it for our book club. Um, yes, and everyone in our book club, it was a huge hit. Right? Oh, yeah. Most, mostly everybody, everyone who did read it loved it. Oh yeah, it's a really
0: good book. A couple of little twists and turns. Some we saw coming. Some we did not. As always. And with it, we have another themed drink, and we are drinking snow martinis tonight. They are quite tasty. Mm hmm. I will try to remember to post the recipe. In the uh, description, it's got vanilla vodka and peppermint schnapps, and Holly has the hiccups. As always. <laughs> but yeah, it's quite tasty, and it's very cold, and the peppermint makes it very like refreshing, like a cold winter morning. Yeah, perfect really for our nice. theme of this book, The Winter Woods. Yeah, and it's got vodka in it, so it's hitting me really fast. I'm catching so, up.
1: <laughs> Holly put quite a bit more in hers than I put in mine. Um, I can take a lot more than she can. There's a reason for that, <laughs> because she's the drinker in the group. <laughs> she's the baby in the group.
0: I have Yeah, to, college wasn't that long ago for me. <laughs> yeah, and I have to be careful how much I drink for health reasons because I'm old. You're not old.
1: Mm. Old is a state of mind. And not remember. <laughs> huh.
0: <Holly. laughs> oh My Shakespearean (laughs) moment here. She she's doing the pose of the like fisticuffs guy where he's got his fists like facing himself.
1: (laughs) I was trying to be poetic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. We're
0: real classy here. (laughs) We know how to have fun. Yes. So those embarrassing stories should just keep coming. We should be good on those. (laughs) Um Gives you a little
1: taste of the kind of people we are. Yes, Holly eats weird things and goes skinny dipping. <laughs> We're a lot of fun. So <laughs> <laughs> Winterwood, did you did you like it? <laughs> I liked it. I, I liked really it too. did. Um, okay, so the story starts in there in this place called Jackjaw, and this is just like out in the middle of nowhere, up in the mountains. And cabins and what have you, nature. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's nature. (laughs) I mean, like, there's like nothing around. It's like literally just mountain. There's no like little city or anything going on yes they are
0: removed from the city like they out um, there it is a modern story but due to some bad weather you kind of forget that because they lose power and their cell phones don't work so you kind of forget it so it you almost think sometimes that it's
1: set in the past and it's not right it's very modern but it, so the main character in our story is Nora. Now, Nora comes from this long line of Walker women. Yes. Walker is their last name. Yes. But it's also. There's a, more to it. than It's not just a name. They have a whole legacy about the Walker women. Right. I mean. their Her family has lived in this town,
0: in this mountain. It's not even in the town. They live in this house on a mountain for generations. And it's just one Walker woman and her child most of the time. Mm-hmm. Men come into their lives. Obviously, there are children, but they don't stick around for really unknown reasons. You really don't ever find out what happens to the men. They're just not they around. Just, they just don't stay. These,
1: these literally just the women. Yeah. Do they just stay long enough to have a kid, and then they out?
0: And I think some of them stayed a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but not not much longer. They just these women. They're wild and fiercely independent, mm-hmm.
1: and. I was kinda of feeling them. Oh yeah. Girl power. Yeah. No, I kinda no like man. to I kinda like to think that um each man left for a different reason, you know? Yeah. But it all boils down to these women are just so independent, they just really don't need these men. And then maybe it was the other way around. Maybe for some of them it was the men that was a problem. But and I wasn't I thinking think, of their independence as a problem. I just meant No, like, no, no. I mean like not a problem, just oh, as okay. a reason why the
0: relationship when I worked. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking of it as a, they, they didn't necessarily need a relationship. They just had, right. they had their fling and then they were okay, Some of them, yeah, some that's of them like, deuces, <laughs> <laughs> this is great, it's been fun, there's the You've door. You've done your job, <laughs> get out. <laughs> and some of them even left for a little while and then came home the women. when they found, yeah, the women, the women left the mountain for a little while and then came home when they found out they were pregnant. Yeah.
1: Um so every Walker woman has been born on this mountain. Yes, in these woods. Yes. On the mountain there's this vast um thick ancient forest and um it's, it's called the Wicker Woods and it's it's so ancient it seems to have a sort of memories and emotions. Yeah, and, it's almost sentient. Yes, and magical and um
0: there's this one part of the forest where you only go during a full moon, and only the walker women can go there during the full moon. Nora, well, okay, so the walker women all have abilities. They're quite often referred to as witches by the town people. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily know, technically, if they were witches. They could have been. Yeah. But they, they all have different abilities, and... Is it all the walkers that are finders, or is it just Nora? I think
1: all of them are finders, because I think her grandmother would take her into the woods.
0: Well, I know her grandmother too. would take her into the woods, but I thought she was the one who would, like, find the things. I'm actually not sure. So, yeah, all of the walker women have this ability to find things. So, during Under a Full Moon, with the purest of intentions, they go into this part of the the woods, this most ancient Part Because during a full moon is when the woods sleep. And as they're traveling in there, they find things, lost things. Mm-hmm. And nobody really knows how they get in the woods, how these items end up in the woods. But she, Nora has found things from a 100 years ago, old buttons. She's found keys, jewelry, like all kinds of things she's found in these woods. So that's what she and her grandmother do. Every full moon, they go into the woods and find lost things right well now nora is alone yes her her grandmother has passed on and her mom who doesn't want to identify as a walker she's kind of ashamed of her family legacy she doesn't want to associate with any of that so she kind of Pushes it all aside and she sells honey. So she drives around and sells honey. So she's never home. The story starts with a huge storm that it comes up out of nowhere and it. Roadblock is not the word I'm looking for.
1: They're snowed in. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're snowed in. They... Like <laughs> The snowstorm comes and it just traps everyone on the mountain. There's no way. The roads are completely snowed in. There's no way out. Power lines are down. They can't call for help. Um, yeah, so they're all just kind of... All the people on the mountain are just trying to wait it out. Basically. Have you seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? Uh-uh. <laughs> this reminds me of the beginning of that.
0: Because they cause an avalanche to happen. So that... They like, (laughs) okay, so there's seven brothers that live up on a mountain and one of them comes down and decides to get him a wife and he meets this girl, Millie, and he's like, you, I want you to be my wife. Your cooking's real good. So they get married and they go up to the mountains. Well, then his brothers all want a wife for for themselves because they're all grown men, right? Yeah. And so they go and they kidnap these women, like, out of their homes, some of them out of their beds. Oh, my God. And then they go up, and they're getting, like, they're getting chased by the brothers and the dads and all of that. And the the seven brothers, they, like, cause an avalanche to happen. And so they're snowed in all winter. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's, like, it's an old movie, but it's so good. Oh wow. We're going to add that to the list of movies you yes. have to see. Movie it's night, so movie
1: night. It's going to be like movie month. Right? <laughs> to get you at this up. point, we've to actually write a list so don't forget. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, there's this, the the path the path has been snowed in. Yeah. And and um, so while there are a few people who do live on this mountain, there's also a boys camp there too. And it's basically a boy, you know, a camp for wayward boys. Right. Um, so that's pretty much all the people that are on the mountain. All the boys that are at the camp. And, a bunch and of bad seed
0: teenage boys. Yeah. And, like, the residents are Nora and this old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like That's it. Not, like, not a great thing to pick from. Like No, ooh, no. Ooh, just, just. Literally a bunch of teenage boys that nobody wanted around, and a girl that everybody calls a witch and an old man. Yep, basically. Yeah. And right before this huge storm, something happens at the camp. Mm -hmm. A boy goes missing. Yes.
1: And Nora doesn't know any other details about it, but she has heard... That a boy has gone missing. And she doesn't think too much of it, I guess. It's just kind of in the back of her mind. And um, so after the storm passes, it's been like a week, right? I think it's two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. And um, so it's a full moon, and she does what she does. You know, she goes in the Wicker Woods, go looking for her last things. And um, so she sees a bone moth. And um, now the bone moth is just this this big white moth with holes in its wings and yeah it scares her because um it, it's a death omen. Yes. And like she has seen it when her grandmother died and like so she believes that it is actually an omen of death.
0: And she thinks it's coming for her. Right. So she's terrified. I don't know she but she keeps it. she de- well, I think she does. She follows it for a little while. Um and in the deepest part of these woods, where only the walkers can go, she finds a boy, yeah, a laying boy in the snow in the snow. and he looks like he's dead, mm-hmm. But she goes up to him and she touches his hand and he wakes up. and she is amazed that he's still alive after being in the snow for two weeks, lost. Like, nobody knows what happened. So she gets him, and she takes him to, back to her cabin, and she builds up the fire, and she's trying to get him warm. And this boy, his name is Oliver.
1: <gasps> we go through
0: this every time. And it's been 25 minutes.
1: Every time. <laughs> oh, we're so bad at this. We are so bad at this. Okay, so his name is Oliver. And, um, oh, he... <laughs> <and> he <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Oliver recognizes Nora as this witch that you know everyone talks about, and and she recognizes him as the boy that's lost. Or well, she doesn't recognize him. She just right, assumes. she assumes because <laughs> he's well, I mean, in the woods, yeah, where she finds things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she asks him, you know, if he remembers the past two weeks, like what has he been doing? And he's like, I don't remember anything. All I know is I woke up in the woods. Yep. And she's like, "Okay." And um, so she's trying to warm him up, and she pulls out the spell book of spell book of moonlight and forest medicine, which is an ancient tome that goes back in her heritage for a very long time. It's basically a record, like a. a it's record. basically her family's grimoire. Yeah, basically. And um, but within it is also random little um spells. I guess, or... Some of them are spells. Some some of them are, are like, like, recipes for things. Yeah, like little magical recipes or whatever. Like, these herbs help with this kind of thing. Shit uh, that I'm totally into. Right, super cool. But, um... So she finds, um, a little... Herbal remedy to help warm him up, and so she makes this little pouch of herbs. And when he goes to sleep, she places it on his chest, and um, and then she goes to sleep herself. Um, the next morning, she she has an experience of deja vu, like you know, the second of hmm, feel like I've been here before. Feel like this has happened before, but as deja vu goes, you know, a second later, it's gone. So she tries not to think anything of that. Well, and when she when she experiences that.
0: It describes it as almost like a ripple in the atmosphere. Yeah. I don't know. When I've experienced deja vu, it's more of a... Like a memory. Yeah.
1: But there's like an actual physical... Right. It's like she's... It's like all her senses are are feeling it. It's not just a memory. Right. It's like she's feeling faint and like the room is spinning kind of thing, you know, like things are shaking, the clock's ticking weird, stuff like that. But she chalks it up to deja vu and just, try, you know, tries not to think about it. Um, and this happens a couple of times throughout the story. That's why we make such a big deal about this. So to so the next day, Nora takes Oliver back to the boys camp. And, uh, you know, they part, They you know, they say their goodbyes and part their ways. And Nora runs into this girl, Susie, who she goes to school with. And uh, she's like, Susie, what you doing here at the boys camp? And Susie was like, well, you know, I snuck up here to see some dude. And, and got snowed in. Got snowed in. So I'm stuck here. And she's like, wait, so you live nearby? And Nora's like, yeah. And she's like, girl, can I come live with, can I come stay with you for a little while, please? Because I'm, I'm tired of I'm these boys. sick of these boys. <laughs> I mean, can you blame her? <laughs> no! Girl, I'm sure that was miserable. And then she had to live in that little room off the
0: kitchen because it was the only sleeping space separate from all the boys. And they couldn't keep her hidden for two weeks. Like, it's right. just
1: ridiculous. It's weird. It weird. So, you know, Nora is really not friends with Susie, but she's like, you know what, sure. Just come with me. So, Oliver, in the meantime, Oliver is going back to his old cabin And um, nobody's there, and he kind of, like, sneaks in and, like, gets in his bunk. Then all his old roommates come in. Now, he's not really remembering much of what happened leading up to his disappearance. He's trying to piece it together. But he's getting this sense that he shouldn't trust these guys. He doesn't know why, but something about him, like, he's like, hmm, maybe we weren't friends. Right. So he's lying there, and he sees written... Because you know how kids write on
0: bunk beds, especially at camp. He sees written up there, um, Max was here, or Max slept here, or something like that. And it kind of confused him for a minute because he remembered, no, I slept here. Yeah. Who is this Max person? And But he can't remember. And then all the, the other boys come in, and it just, it
1: leads to this very angsty, bad feeling. Yeah. So um, as the other boys get in their bunks, he creeps down, he's like, I need to get out of here. Something's not right. So as he goes to leave, he's he's slipping through the door and one of the boys kinda looks at him, like looks at the door that's opening and closing. But doesn't say leaving, anything to but him. But doesn't say anything, yeah. So It doesn't acknowledge him at all. Right. So then Oliver leaves. Um, so back with Nora, um, so she's talking to Susie, and Susie just kind of happens to mention, oh, you know, yeah, a guy did disappear, but, you know, there was also a guy that died, too, the night of the storm. And um, Nora's like, wait, what? Susie's just kind of, like, blown it off. Like, she's like, girl, I don't know no details. All I know is I heard the guy say that one guy disappeared and one guy died. That's all I know. And so is getting super, you know, suspicious about this. Like, right, she starts to think, well... So there's a killer on our mountain? Like, right, and she's
0: starting to think, well, maybe it's Oliver. Maybe that's why he disappeared, because he killed Right. right. this
1: other kid. So she's starting to get super suspicious here. And um, so Oliver actually comes back to Nora's house, because he doesn't have anywhere else to go, you know. And um, she does let him in, and she lets him stay. For Even night. though she's
0: suspicious, like, would you let somebody you thought... Maybe killed someone back into your house? Well, no. (laughs) Snowstorm,
1: be damned. Bitch, go back to your boys' camp. (laughs) You are a wayward boy. Go back. Go away. (laughs) We ain't friends. Get out. But she lets him stay for some ungodly reason. Because he's cute. Because he's cute. Wow. He's cute, but he could kill you. Isn't that how it usually goes? (laughs) Damn.
0: (laughs) Hey. Just saying, most serial killers are don't don't, don't not don't, don't not not do not <laughs> do not look like monsters. Ted Bundy was well, yeah, he was very attractive for the day and age. Yeah, yeah he we are looking today, but <laughs> right, right, right. But in that day and age, he was very like, attractive. Yeah, yeah. Any hoodles. <laughs> hoodles. <laughs> I love it. Um. So Nora asks him about the dead guy. The dead guy. The dead boy. But he has no memory. Like, he he doesn't know what she's talking about. And then, so, like, during this conversation... Yeah,
1: yeah, this questioning.
0: She experiences another bout of deja vu. hmm Um, yeah. So, Oliver says he has no memory, and she believes him. So, he stays, and Nora sleeps, tries to sleep, and so Oliver sleeps downstairs on the... On the couch. On the couch. And Susie and Nora sleep upstairs in Susie's bed. Well, the next morning. Yeah, Nora's Nora's bed. bed. Not Susie's bed. Nora's bed. Um, The next morning, Nora goes downstairs and sees that Oliver is gone. And, like, when she's looking for him, she experiences this second bout of of deja vu. Yeah. And,
1: like, it's strong enough, it's starting to unsettle her. Yeah, she's starting to be like, hmm, this is weird. Yeah. The second time this has happened. And like
0: we said, it's a very intense feeling. So it's just, it's. Right, right. It's not. Everything's starting to build one thing upon another and kind of creeping her out a little bit. Like, she's very
1: unsettled. She's she's getting real, like, "Mm, something's up here, you know? Yeah, she's. um, But she sees, so she follows his tracks in the snow to see where he went. And it leads her. To the cemetery, the Walker Cemetery, and um, so she's thinking, why the hell would you come here? You know, and
0: um, one of the so we mentioned how all of the Walker women have certain gifts, mm-hmm. like they're all finders. Well, they're all also
1: able to see the dead. They yeah. can, um they can see. They all see glimpses of the dead here and there, you know? Like, um, some of them can speak to the dead, I think. Um, And Nora has seen ghosts before, but nothing more than just a little flicker. Right. Never actually spoken to them, never even seen them long enough to even... just, Just random glimpses.
0: So, she thinks... It's kind of important to point this out now. Nora feels almost like maybe the bloodline has been watered down too much because she doesn't
1: oh so I don't know if we even said this but she hasn't found her specific um ability ability yeah so yeah, she's we thinking she so she's and she loves to be a walker like she's very very proud of who she is but she almost feels like she's letting her family line down because she's never found her one power that you know that one ability of hers right
0: and don't they call it a nightshade
1: yes a nightshade. i can not think of the word so her, they call their little powers their little powers <laughs> they call their special power <laughs> a nightshade
0: their little powers <laughs> i said their special power they special power <laughs> i've got to get my mind out of the gutter <laughs> i mean you're drinking so she uh, she's in the cemetery and she's she's wanting to see the dead while she's there because she's thinking, you know, if I can just see the dead, that'll prove that I'm, like, legit a walker.
1: Yeah. But she doesn't. Yeah. And then... And the book kind of, like, cuts back to earlier that morning when Oliver was there. And um, so he's just out walking, and he doesn't really know where he's going. And he ends up at the cemetery, and he has a memory there. He realizes that the night of the storm, he was at that cemetery. With, with some other the, people. Yeah, with the boys. The boys.
0: He was with the boys. boys. boys.
1: <laughs> but he's not, like, one of the boys. Right, right. He just... Re- <gasps> He's, so the memory of that night is slowly, slowly coming back to him. So at this point, all he remembers the beginning of that night, where he was at the cemetery with the guys, and he knows he they weren't his friends. He's not even sure why he was there, but he's remembering things slowly. And so that's why he was at the cemetery. And then he like rolls out, and then. Well, he
0: he remembers we left the cemetery, so he's trying to find where they went next. Yeah. The one thing, if I had to have, say, any kind of criticism about the book, it's probably that there are a couple of places where it's real choppy, real jumpy. It does like it jump- jumps back and forth between... Nora and Oliver and the past and the present and um, so it gets a little awkward in telling the story back to you
1: because it does get jumpy. Yeah, none of it's very. It's not a very linear story, so it's it's hard to kind of tell it. You know, just by the way it's written. And there is a little bit of reason as to why, but we can't get into that yet. Right. It's just. It's just the writing style of it all. Um. So anyway. So later. I guess that day, or whatever, um, Susie and Nora are talking, and, you know, they kind of begin to become friends. You know, mm-hmm. they're getting to know each other, and they're they're giggling and, like, cutting up, and, you know... Like girls do. Yeah, having, you know, some girl time, which is new to Nora, because she's never really had any friends. So she's kind of really enjoying this. And, um... So she... Has, like they're talking, have a good time, she has another bout of deja vu, which is annoying. hmm And, um... So, then they... It's later that night, and... So Nora and Susie, like, look down, like, out down
0: the mountain, and they see a bonfire really close to the Wicker Woods. And Nora kind of freaks out because it's it's really close. It's too close to the trees. So she goes, like, running down there to the people there to to put it out. And when she gets there, there's three boys around the fire. And she tells them, like, you have to put that fire out. You're going to anger the trees. The trees have memories. And they start, like, making fun of her. And she realizes, like, they don't believe her, but she's kind of used to people not believing her and people making fun of her. Yeah. So she's telling them, no, like, you have to put it out. The trees have a long memory. And they're, you know, they keep taunting her with, like, oh, are you a Girl Scout or something? And then from behind her, she hears she's Nora Walker and that's Susie. Susie came up and... um you know, Susie's kind of defending her a little bit to the boys and giving her some some support. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, and that's when the boys are like, "Oh, you're the Moon Girl," and they start like calling her the Witch Girl and making fun of her. And Susie looks at the the main boy, like the the head bully, kind of, and she's like, "Shut up, Brett." Then she kind of introduces the other ones, and. Susie just is like, you need to ignore them. They're just pissed off that they have to live so far away from everything and that now they're basically stuck up here. But Nora is just like insistent, no, you have to put the the fire out. And the other two boys, there's Lynn and then there's Jasper. And they've all been drinking and they're just being awful and horrible like bad teenage boys can be. So Nora keeps telling them, you have to put the fire out. And finally, uh, Lynn is like, you know, maybe we should listen after everything that's happened. Mm. And Rhett is like, shut it. We're not talking about that. Nothing has happened. And, like, Lynn kind of gets a little bit of a backbone. And he's like, well, who is she going to tell? And Jasper is kind of on Rhett's side. And he's like, anybody she wants to. Like, she's a walker woman. She could tell anybody. And, like, you can tell that Lynn is kind of the weak link in it, I guess. And Jasper, it will do anything Rhett says to do. And Rhett's kind of the leader. And Rhett is like, the whole thing's fucked up. What's done is done. We're not going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're like, Lynn is arguing and saying, you know, the road will eventually open up. And then the... The police will come, and everybody's going to find out what happened. And that's when Nora realizes these boys are involved. These boys know what happened to Oliver or with Oliver. Like, they, they were there that night. They know what happened to the boy that disappeared and the boy that died. And But she doesn't really get much out of it, just that there was an accident and that he died. And then Jasper says something about how he thinks that they should just keep drinking because he can't hear the voices when they drink. And that's when Nora's like, the voices, what voices? And she finds out that they've all been hearing voices since this night happened. So they're all like really freaked out about what happened and, you know, their involvement in it and what's going to be found out. And I don't know how to get out of this. Oh, and then Jasper says that it's Max's fault that this all happened. Okay. Um, Rhett gets pissed off and he's like, don't blame it on Max. It wasn't Max's fault. And Lynn then gets and defensive and is like, well, do you think we should blame it on Oliver? So Nora can't figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like names are getting thrown around. Blame is getting thrown around.
1: She's just as confused as she's always been, and the boys are drunk and not. Right, but all she's really getting out of this conversation is that Max is, well, what she's assuming is that Max is the dead boy, and Oliver is the missing boy, and she's starting to believe that Oliver had something to do with Max's death. Right, and um, so after all this, you know, they do put the fire out, and Susie goes back um, with the boys to the boys' camp, and um, and on Nora's way back to her place, she runs into Oliver again, and um, she, you know, she's not really trusting him after this whole conversation, but she still lets him come back to her place anyway. And so later, Susie comes back drunk and just kind of stumbles in and, and you know, Oliver's there. She doesn't really seem to pay him any attention. and um, she just kind of passes out drunk. And, um, so she passes out on the couch. So, Oliver... Has nowhere to sleep. Has nowhere to sleep. But with Nora. But with Nora. So they go to bed together. And, um, so they talk for a little while, you know. And then, um, Oliver falls asleep. And Nora can't sleep. She's just got so much on her mind. And so she decides she's gonna check his coat. And, um, so when she does... First, she finds the pouch of herbs that she gives him, and she's kind of like, oh, he kept it. <laughs> That's so sweet. Uh, how cute. <laughs> and, um, what does this mean? And so then, but then the very next thing she finds is a pocket watch with a broken chain. And on the back of the watch, it's in, there's an inscription, and it says, for Max." So now she really thinks that Oliver had something to do with yeah. Max she's dying. like, okay, there's definitely a connection here. And um, so Nora's kind of freaking out. Doesn't know what to she do. She's like, oh my god, there's this guy in my bed, and he's probably a murderer. So she she gets out of there and she goes over to her neighbor, Mister Perkins, the older guy, and the only other person on the mountain besides her and the camp boys. Right, and she's like, I need to talk to someone, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go talk to Mr. Perkins. And Mr. Perkins used to be a really good friend of her grandmother's. Yeah, so they're they you know, they're pretty good family friends. And um so, you know I don't know why I put this in here. He Where'd says that could- the woods are dangerous but not as dangerous as the men themselves. Yeah, so
0: pretty much the only advice that Mr. Perkins can give her is to say that yeah. You're so scared, like you're you you are scared of the woods, but you respect their ability, like not their abilities, but their energy, basically. Mm-hmm. But you should be more afraid of men because the woods, as long as you treat them well, they'll treat you well. Right, but
1: men are just so blindly destructive.
0: Yeah, um, and not all men, but not all men. I'll put that out there. <laughs> My dad's only slightly distracted. No, just
1: kidding. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no.
0: Just kidding! <laughs> um,
1: and, um, so- So then they, they get to talking a little bit about the lake. There's also a lake, by the way. The Jackjaw Lake. That's a big deal. So anyway, she's just telling her an old man story, like old men do. And he's saying, oh, you know, old miners that used to live here, you know, they would drop sacrifices into the lake- which is supposedly bottomless, to appease the force, so that it wouldn't attack them and it would leave them alone. And she's like, well, that's cool. I would like to point out that as
0: Holly is talking about this, about the lake being bottomless, she's doing air quotes, but, like, way down close to the ground, like, she doesn't think I see them.
1: (laughs) I think they're more for my own sake. (laughs) She's, like, subconsciously air quoting. (laughs) Remember, that's just what they're saying. (laughs) Um as as she's fixing to leave, Mister Perkins is like, you know, there's a um, there's a bone moth following you, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. And he's like, um, I know what it means too. And she's like, be careful. And she's like, okay. And um, so then she leaves. And she's really creeped out. Like, not only is the bone moth there as well, uh-huh. but this old man has
0: told her that, basically, that men are dangerous. Yeah. And that you can't necessarily trust them, which she's already freaking out and not really trusting Oliver. Right. Even though she kind of wants to. A mood. Right. A <laughs> <The> whole mood. <laughs> right? I don't um, want to trust you, but I can't. <laughs> and then she's definitely not trusting Rhett and Jasper and Lynn. And then there's this whole other Max person that she has no idea about, except that he's also somehow involved and is probably the, the kid that died. hmm And that Oliver had something to do with it because Oliver has a pocket watch that's inscribed to Max.
1: Yes. So she's freaking out at this point. Yeah, so she goes back to her place, and Max is gone, and you um, can see, you know, they seem to do that a lot.
0: like Don't wake up Oliver?
1: And, like, yeah. God damn it. Oliver's gone. And so she's talking to Susie, who's just, you know, just kind of waking up. And very she's hungover. Very hungover. And Nora is like, pressing Susie about this this dead boy. And she's like, there's got to be, you know, do you have any information on this? There's got to be something you know. And Susie's like, I've told you everything I know. Stop pressing me about this. Like, do you not trust me? And Nora's like, well, I don't know you. And so Susie's like, wow, that sucks. Like, thanks for that. Right. And so then they have, like, this whole argument, and then Susie just leaves. And so now um, Nora's by herself, and um, a little later she hears um, party music coming from one of the summer homes. And she's like, no one's supposed to be there. What is going on? And she realizes um, that the boys from the camp have broken into the summer home and are throwing a party. So she goes over there to investigate, and um, she sees Susie at the party. And so she goes up to her, and she tries to apologize to her, and she's like, you know, I was overreacting. I was, I was being unfair to you. You know, and Susie's just like, yeah, okay. Whatever. You know, whatever. And um, then Nora here overhears. Um, she, fall- well, she goes down the hallway for some reason, and she overhears the three boys talking in a room. With the door closed. And they say, and so she's listening through the door, what's going on? And they're saying things like that Max is hidden. And they mention that somebody has drowned and that they are being haunted. And um, Susie's in there and she's telling them, Yeah, Nora said she found Oliver in the woods. And they're like, She what now? Yeah, they start really freaking out. Yeah. And um, so so Nora's listening to all this, gathering as much information as she can. And next thing you know, the boys... Before she can even go anywhere, the boys open the door and see her. And they see that she was listening. Wow. Obvious. Like, that was totally going to happen. Of course. Of course. That's how these things work. So they freak out. They're like, oh my god, she knows too much. What are we going to do? So they're like, you're going to stay in this room until we know what to do with you. So they basically push her in the room, and lock her in there. And um, she's freaking out. You know, she can't get out. And later, Susie comes back to check on her. And she's like, Susie, let me out. Just come on, let me out. And she's like, I want to. I want to help you, but I can't because then they'll know I helped you. And then you'll get mad. So, sorry. Like, everything will be okay. Yeah, she's like, "I'm, I'm on your side, but I can't. I'm powerless right now. I can't help you without them teaming up against us. So, just hang tight, you're gonna be okay. And she's like, damn it, I'm stuck in here. And, um, so she's freaking out, and she goes to the window, and they're on, like, a second story. And, um, so she looks out the window, and there's another bone moth. And so she's, like, losing her shit, you know? She's freaking out. She's like, this is how I die. Yeah, Yeah, basically. Basically. (laughs) basically. (laughs) She's having a full-on panic. She's having the vapors at this point. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure Holly will bring that up in every episode now. Yes, that
1: is our new thing. <laughs> so then Oliver... So Oliver just so happens to be outside. And he sees Nora at the window. And so he he helps her. He climbs up there, gets her out, and helps her down. Helps her get out of there. And um, so then Nora confronts Oliver... About the watch. She's like, I found this watch in your pocket. And, um, and he doesn't have doesn't know anything about it. He's like, I'm not even
0: sure how I got it. Yeah, he was like, I knew it was in there, but I don't know why. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know why I have that. And I, I didn't want you to think that
1: I did something. Right. He's like, because I don't even know what happened. And she's like, okay. And um, so they kind of have a moment. And they kiss. And um, girls always fall for the bad boy. And they do. They do. Oh, and it's it's a weird thing that they. I guess this is kind of leads up to later. But like as she's like kissing him, she's like holding him really tight, and like she keeps making it a point to say like to make sure he's real. Yeah, like she she talks about the the
0: feel of him and the weight of him in her arms and the softness of his lips against hers. And yeah, I can't believe those words actually left my mouth. <laughs> Gross. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> what am I, a romance writer or something? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a very real and comforting thing to her, the fact that she can feel him and smell yeah. him.
1: and Yeah, she makes it such a point to, to, you know, say that he's here, you know. Right. I'm really experiencing this. And, um, you know, they have their little romance moment. And... Uh, and as we all know, Holly likes to glance right over those. I mean, do we really need to go into detail? You already did. Is <laughs> the there... softness of the lips. Do we really need to go any further than that? No. No. <laughs> okay, then. No. <laughs> so, so later, Nora, for some ungodly reason, she goes out to the lake. And, oh, well, I don't know why she goes to the lake. She just does. She goes to the lake. And so she starts to walk on the ice and she sees a hole in the ice and thinks, Oh my god, this is where Max must have drowned. He must have broken through yeah, the this ice and is drowned. Where it happened. And then she sees to confirm this, she sees a broken chain that matches the chain on the pocket watch, and she's like, This is definitely where he died. And um, so as she's realizing this, the the, the ice starts to crack under her feet and she um she falls in the lake.
0: Well, and real quick, she goes out to the lake because she's, the lake is so much on her mind right now. Because she's thinking about the fact that in the past, the old miners used to make sacrifices to the lake. Oh, yeah. And she's starting to wonder, well, how do all the things get in the woods? Yeah. All of these things that are that I find. And, you know, what happened out on that lake with the boys? and. That lake is just kind of so much on her mind that I think she's naturally drawn to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't put that... I couldn't figure out how to put that... Into words. Into words. Yeah. <laughs> and that made coherent sense. <laughs> I was like, she just ends up at the lake. Okay. That's all you need to know. <laughs> she wasn't there, and then she was there. And then there. she was. uh. So she falls in and she, so she has this ring from her, that her grandmother gave her before she died. And it's very, it's very special to her. And well, she falls in the lake and the ring slips off her finger and falls into the lake. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Oliver does come and save her, pulls her out of the lake, brings her back to the house, you know, warms her up. And it's this whole thing. Cause you know, then she has hypothermia and. And he just basically nurses her back to hell. Yeah, and then they have another moment, and she's just like, you know, I'm just gonna end up hurting you. Cause, you know. Because that's what we walker women walk do. Walker women, we tend to do that. So just fair warning, dude. And. Um, and he's like, well,
0: I'm afraid I'm gonna hurt you because I might have done something terrible and I don't know.
1: Yeah, but actually, at this point in the story, um, Oliver. I don't remember exactly how it all came to him, but now he does remember everything. But he's not telling Nora. Because, he remembers it already. Yeah, he does mention that. He doesn't tell you what it is. Like in the story, it doesn't say, but it oh, says, so he does know he's gonna hurt. How he's gonna hurt her? He just doesn't. Tell. Yeah, he remembers now okay. exactly what happened, but he's scared to tell her because he likes her now, and he doesn't want her to think badly of him. She doesn't want. He doesn't want to hurt her. Even though he knows he's just prolonging the inevitable, he's still trying to save this anyway. So, in the middle of the night, another night, I guess, you know, Oliver's not there, nor is sleeping, and she wakes up, and Rhett, Jasper, Lynn, and Susie are all in her house. Can you imagine how freaking terrifying that would be? Yeah. You're just sleeping, and you wake up, and there's these guys who probably want to kill you, and they're in your house. And they've already locked you in a room. Yeah. And they're dragging you out of bed like, it's fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. And um, so they're like, they're drunk. And they're like, you're taking us to the woods. Susie said that you found um, Oliver in the woods, so you're taking us to him right now. Yep. And she's like, I don't know where Oliver is right now. I didn't keep him in the woods, you dumbass. Yeah, and she's like, I don't know where he (laughs) is. And they're like, no, take us to the woods. And then she's like, we can't go to the woods. It's not a full moon. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck that means, but take us to the woods. Yeah. And uh, so they force her to go to the woods. And um, so they get to the woods, and Nora's terrified because she's like, no, you don't understand. It's not a full moon. If we go in there, the trees, they're going to see us. They're awake right now. They're going to get angry, and something bad's going to happen. And they're like, no, that's bullshit. You know, you just don't want us to see him take us in there anyway. So they go in. And as soon as they're there, everyone starts to kind of get this creepy feeling that, you know, maybe they shouldn't be there. And, and they're like, OK, these woods are pretty fucking creepy. And um, but, you know, they continue on and Jasper starts to find lost things and he's taking some. And Nora's like, you can't do that right now. Like. And he's like, oh, well, I'm sure you take things
0: all the time out of the woods. Like, I saw them in your house. That is something we didn't mention. Like, all of the lost things that she finds in her, like, in the woods, she displays in her house.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, he saw that, and he's like, well, you take them. You're just trying to keep them for yourself. So, he starts stuffing his pockets. And she's like, you dumbass. It's not a full moon. The trees are seeing you stealing right now. And, um, um, so they... They, they keep going a little further, and, you know, they kind of start to get freaked out because it is really fucking creepy in there. And there's—the trees
0: are making noises, and it—they're they they're looking around, and it's—they feel like the trees are moving. Yeah. So they get super freaked out, and they try to turn around and leave, but the trees behind them that they just walked through aren't how they
1: were when they walked through them. Like, the trees have moved. Yeah. They do you know think of. but you seen, like, Lord of the Rings? Yeah. The ants? <laughs> I, yes. That's what I think of. Except that's much much happier right. version. But you yeah.
0: know. Um. But yeah, like the the trees, they're closing in on the kids. They're yeah. like, I almost envision them like creating this net around the kids of trees, and so everybody is terrified now.
1: All of them. Yeah. Are freaking out. Yeah. And they're like, "Man, we never should have come here. We can't get out now." And they're like, Nora's probably just lying about Oliver anyway. And she's like, oh, I'm not lying. I saw him. And and Susie, she's like, Susie was, Susie saw him. She was there. And Susie's like, I'm sorry. I never saw him. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. And so Nora's like, wow, Susie, wow. Thank and, you for having my back. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you're just going to fucking lie like that. But, um, so they don't know how to get out. And then Jasper has this brilliant idea he pulls out a fucking lighter and is like, we'll burn our way out. Dumbass. Like,
0: even in not a magic... In a forest, normal forest, that is a terrible idea. You don't burn yourself out, you idiot. That's how you That's get not burned how it works. in the fire. That's not how it works.
1: <laughs> so, he, before Nora can even stop... Before anyone can even stop him, he's lighting the tree on fire and... The whole forest just blazes immediately. It catches on so quick, and I I loved that imagery
0: because the forest is angry. Yeah, and the and anger is referred to as a forest fire. Like it, just, yeah, it's burning right. It's and flaming. so it's just an amazing analogy that here they are now in
1: literally an angry burning fire. Yeah, and then they the even streets. say. And she even says, like, she was surprised at how quickly it caught on fire. Considering, because it's in the middle of winter and there's yeah, snow everywhere. there's snow everywhere. But somehow, these trees caught on super quickly. And that just goes to show you a little bit more that, yeah, it's because the trees are fucking angry. And, you know, so they're trying to kill them, right? Mm-hmm. And so the everyone's like, just fucking run. There's no, there's nothing else we can do. Just run. Out should be this way. Just go that just way. Just run. And so they're all just booking it, and they don't know where they're going, but the the, fire everywhere, and Nora sees a bone moth, and the only thing she can think to do is to follow it. So she does, and she's like, hey, this is a creature, and it's, you know, it's trying to survive, it's trying to find a way out, it probably knows better than we do, let's follow it. Yep. So they, they follow it, and it does lead them to the edge of the forest, so they... They're all coming out of the forest, and Jasper's the last one to come out, and the tree, the tree roots actually come up out of the ground and grab him and pull him back, and everyone else is like, what are we seeing? And Nora's like, shit. And she's like, I shouldn't try to save him, but I will. But like, I have to. Yeah. And she she knows it's
0: not just the fire that they're after. Like, they're, that's not the only reason they're after him. She's like, you still have something. I told you to empty your pockets. Empty yeah. your goddamn pockets.
1: Yeah. And, and So he's like, hurrying up, trying to empty his pockets as fast as he can. And she's looking at all this stuff. And she sees her grandmother's ring. The one that fell off of her finger when she fell in the lake. And she's like, huh interesting but of course she doesn't grab it because she's not about to try to get the woods to attack her too heck no <laughs> so so as this is all happening it, and the tree, the roots are actually pulling him into the earth like, yeah and, underground with them and then he's just gone yeah and that's it he's buried gone just like that and they're like okay well the fire's still raging there's nothing more you can do for him he's so to get the hell out <laughs> run just run just go he's yeah. gone and so they all kind of part ways and, and just try to get out of there because now the the fire is passing up the wicker woods and it's now coming to the rest of the mountain and it's coming towards, you know, all the buildings and it's moving quick. Yeah, it's going to it's going to decimate everything. Yeah. So, um, Nora runs to her neighbor's house, she warns him, gets him to leave, and she looks and she sees that summer home Has some candles burning in the window. And she's like, shit, there's still some boys in there. I gotta go let them know. They don't know what's going on. So she goes, and she gets in there, and there's just this one boy that's um, sleeping on the couch. And she wakes him up, and she's like, dude, there's a fire. Get out of here. And he's like, who the hell are you? You're fucking lying to me. And she's like, who the hell are you? Get the hell out. Yeah. And she's like, he goes, well, I'm Max. And she says, wait. Running the window. Yeah. And he's like, "Why, well, Max?" And she's like, "You're who now? Hold the phone!" And she said, "Aren't you like?" I thought you were dead. You <laughs> thought you were dead. And he's like, "Well, I'm not dead." And he, she's, he's like, "But Oliver has your watch." And he's like, "What do you mean, Oliver has my watch? What are you talking about?" Right. How do you know about Oliver? Yeah. Right. And he's like, "Oh my God, Oliver's body was found, wasn't he?" And and he's like, "Wait." Has been found and says, and she's just like, What are you talking about? And he's like, I watched him drown. Like, you found his body. That's the only way you would know about the pocket watch. Like, you're fucking lying to me. You're with the cops or something. Yeah. And she's like, Wait, what? And then she turns around and there's Oliver standing in the doorway and she's yelling at him. She's talking to him like, What's going on? What's going on? And Max is like, who, who the ta- hell are you, who are you talking to? You're fucking crazy. I Maybe mean, are just yelling at the, the open air. And so, obviously, Oliver can't see Max, but Nora does. Max can't see Oliver. Uh. <laughs> Holly can't keep
0: the name straight. There's too many names. <laughs> so, spoiler alert,
1: please tell me you read the book because we're about to spoil it for you. Well, I mean, if you're listening to a podcast about the book, Hopefully you're prepared for spoilers. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> hope so. Maybe we're doing this
0: wrong. <sighs> no, I don't think so. Nah. No. No. But uh yeah. Um Nora realizes that Oliver is dead. She's seeing his ghost this whole time. Yeah. She's been talking to his ghost. She's been kissing his ghost. Yeah. Plot
1: twist. Yeah. Did you see this coming? Oh totally. I didn't. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I totally saw it coming. Everybody, everyone in our book club saw it coming, and I didn't. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I must be dumb. <laughs> there were there were subtle clues in there. They were, yeah. And I was like, just enough that I was like, hmm. It, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I, I know there were clues, but I was like, I, I don't know. I just never <laughs> chalked it up to, he's a ghost. <laughs> and I was like, when I noticed when they say, he's a ghost, and I'm just like, well, damn, he is a guy with sanity. <laughs> <laughs> now it all makes sense. <laughs> um, so, the truth is, Max, she had it backwards. Max is the one that went missing because he killed Oliver. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to hide. Yes. And um, then this leads to another realization that the bone moth wasn't following Nora. It was following Oliver because he's dead. Whoa.
0: (laughs) So my thought when I was reading this and when I started to realize that Oliver was the one who was dead, I thought that maybe the bone moth
1: was Oliver. That would have made sense, though.
0: I could see that. Because you never see the two of them together. Yeah. So, like, that was kind of, like, a spirit, I guess. Kind of, yeah.
1: Yeah. I could see that. That would have been pretty poetic.
0: <laughs> tummy growls. My tummy is like, need more booze. Need <laughs> <laughs> more booze. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, so. She finds out. So, she finds out. And
1: then she's like, okay, wow.
0: And that, like, everything starts making sense. Yeah. The the reason that Oliver couldn't remember the last two weeks. Yeah. The reason he had the pocket watch. Right. Like, it just all
1: comes together. Yeah. And so, in all this. But mess, the fire is still coming. Right. The fire is still coming. And, you know, she has another bout of deja vu and all of this. And she's like, okay, I can't deal with this right now. I need to get the fuck out of here. So she just tries to ignore all her feelings going on right now. And, but by then she realizes Oliver Tone's normal. Everything he remembers. Initiation. Oh. Okay. So, like, the initiation and everything. Yeah. So, does he tell her before or after they go to the lake? I think it's before. everything ends at the lake. Okay. So,
0: yeah. Big reveal. Big shocker. Oliver is dead. Well, Oliver starts to tell her everything that happens, because he now remembers. And he remembered there being a, quote-unquote, initiation night. And... Max, Rhett, Jasper, and Lynn took him to the cemetery to stand and drink at one of the Walker Graves' headstones.
1: And I think they—didn't they get into, like, a fight? Yeah. Kind of um, an argument there? Well, Max apparently didn't like Oliver because—well, Max was the other dude that was in that cabin. That, that cabin? cabin. Yeah. Obviously, because, you know, his name was on the on the bunk. And um, but whenever um, Oliver showed up, he was new and he ended up taking they put assigned him to Max's bed and put Max in a different cabin. So Max was hating on Oliver because, well, he's taken his spot in the cabin. Well,
0: and it wasn't even in the cabin. You don't remember where they put him in that tiny room off the kitchen that Susie was staying in. That's where they put... That's where Max was supposed to be. Oh. He
1: had gotten in trouble, and that was like their... Punishment. Isolation room. room. Oh. And so he was stuck there. Yeah. So then... And of course, it's not Oliver's fault. No, he just was the newest kid there. Right. But, you know, these are all wayward boys, so Max took out his frustration on Oliver and took it too far. hmm And so they take him to the initiation, and... Um, to th- they do the whole grave thing, and then they go to leave, and they're like, whoa, 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 that's not it, sir. And they're like, you need to go out in the middle of that lake. And he's like, okay, but it's not safe. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's frozen over, but it's not thick enough. You go out to the middle, somebody's going to fall in. It's just too dangerous. And Max is like, no, you're going to go out in the middle of the lake. And so he, like, pushes him and, like, forces him to go out in the middle and well, Max goes out there with him, because he's pushing him in. hmm And, of course, the ice does give way, and Oliver falls into the lake. But as he's falling, he you know, he's just grabbing, trying to grab anything he can, and he happens to grab Max's pocket watch off of him. And breaks the chain? And breaks the chain off. And sinks down into the water. And instead of helping him, Oliver literally... Max. Max literally just... Stands there. And watches. And watches him drown. And then that's the last thing that... And then next thing you know... Oliver wakes up. In the woods. In the woods. Where all the lost things go. And Mm -hmm. it goes into the lake. It ends up in the woods. Which is what we have determined. That's where all of the lost things
0: go is... That's where all they come... That's where all the lost things come from. It's from the lake. Yeah. It's all
1: the sacrifices that All the the sacrifices to the forest. Yeah. That were made. Which makes sense. Yeah. So they were appeasing the forest, so they throw the lake, and, and it ended goes up in the, to the forest. forest. Yeah. yeah, so it's not bottomless. It just bottomless, bottomless. <laughs>
0: it's not a bottomless lake. It's just it connected magically
1: to the forest. Yeah, which is weird, but right. But what else? <laughs> it's magic. Whatever. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, it doesn't have to. And um, so Nora takes this all in, and she's like, "All right." Well, the, okay, this is madness. And she's like, but there is a fire going on. And I am, you're you are not alive, but I am. So I could die here. And so she's like, okay, well, the fire's all around me now. I've stand, stayed here too late. I have nowhere to go. The only place that's not on fire is the lake. So I'm going to go stand out in the middle of the lake. Yep. And kind of try to wait this out. So she does. She goes out there. And, um, um, of course, you know, the lake... The ice is melting around her. Because it's hot. Yeah, obviously. And it cracks, gives way, and she falls in the lake again. And um, so Nora sinks into the water, and she gets that deja vu feeling again. But this time, you know, she doesn't fight it anymore. She just kind of lets it take over. And she's just trying to will things to change. You know, she's like, I wish things were different. I wish none of this happened. How did I end up here? And I'm a failure of a walker. Like, everything is just... Yeah, and she's like, I'm, I'm about to die, and, like, this is horrible, and, and I just wish none of this happened. Wish I could just go back and, like, change all of this. So next thing she knows, she wakes up, and she's lying in the snow outside of her house. And she looks around, there's no sign of any fire, nothing is burnt, and she looks at her hand, and her grandmother's ring is on her finger. And she's like... Okay, what just happened? And then she just she realizes that she found her nightshade. And it's that she can, she can manipulate time. She realizes that she went back to the night of the storm, the night Oliver dies. Mm-hmm. So she goes out to the graveyard and she sees him there, alive, with the boys at the initiation. And they're on their way to the lake and she realizes, I can stop all of this from happening. I can save his life. And so she goes up to him and she's like, "Oliver, don't you go with him. With him." And he's like, "How do you know my name?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> and, then she, and then she she that hurts, obviously, cuz right. it's just like this boy I fell in love with, he doesn't I could save no him. I have no idea who who yeah, I am. I can save him, but I could lose him. Yeah, because now he doesn't even know who I am. And so the other boys see him, see her and they're like, Oh my god, you're that you're that walker chick. You're that witch. Mm-hmm. And she's like, shut up, Red." And he's like, oh shit, oh shit, she knows my name. <laughs> she is a witch, she knows <laughs> things. <laughs> and um, so Oliver doesn't really know how to react, but he's just kind of staring at her and he's like, something about her, he doesn't know her, he knows he doesn't know her, but something about her is familiar. familiar her, so yeah. yeah, so he feels like he can trust her, and so he's like, okay. Yeah, I'll come with you, and he does. I mean, pretty girl, drunk boys. Pretty girl, drunk boys. Nah, we're gonna go with the pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so she stops him from dying. Yeah, but so yeah, they yeah, fall in love, and she, he's, and he's like, alive. Yeah, he's like, well, think, he's like, I, I don't think I know you, but I feel like I used to know you. And I'd like to re-get to know you. Yeah. And she's like, hell yeah. (laughs) I'm cool with this. So they fall in love again. But this time he's alive. Yep. And that's the end of the lovely story. That is Winterwood. So she finds her walker
0: gift. Yeah. She is able to manipulate time. And that is the reason all of those deja vu points were important is because those were areas where she unintentionally had been manipulating time a little yes yes um that part wasn't super clear in the book Mm -hmm. like what caused it was it like trial and error were those deja vu moments where she had like they were all kind of moments where like emotion was bubbling up i think yeah but what was causing the deja vu like had she tried to fix it and failed multiple times and that's why oh yeah maybe that part's not super clear, but it's it's
1: it was really good. Yeah. I liked it. I, I thought really it liked it book. I thought it was very enjoyable. Yeah. It what was it, it was
0: thought. really good. And it's an it's an easy read. A lot of what we read is young adults, so it's going to be an easy read. Yeah, I read it very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, but that's because I work a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yeah. So I don't have as much time to as I would like to read. Now but, do
1: you think do you do you I mean, obviously, they don't say this in the book, and I guess it's better left and said, but do you think they actually do end up staying together, or do you think she eventually, they eventually break off? I don't know. I would assume,
0: based on all the other patterns, that he eventually is not there for some reason. Yeah. Whether he ends up... So, something we didn't really talk about, because it's not, like, a major plot point in the, the book, is he wasn't really a wayward boy. Um, his yeah. parents had died. And his uncle didn't know what to do with him, so his uncle sent him to the camp. Um, so that was kind of the emotional part for him was that he's at this camp because nobody wants him because his parents have died and he didn't really know what to do. And so it's not like a huge point, but I'm I'm I don't know. Maybe he maybe he that becomes his family and he stays. I don't know. Are you saying
1: he's different? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he's different, but I think that's that's the beautiful um i mean i think that's beautiful that, that it cuts off right there so that you know there is that option that he stays yeah you know like, you don't know if he leaves and i think that's okay that we don't know
0: oh yeah i definitely think it's okay that we don't know yeah
1: um like i don't want to know honestly no because i don't want to know that he left that would right be really
0: sad <laughs> right oh no <laughs> they're definitely saying. no but yeah so that was winterwood um highly recommend it yeah very good book. Um, highly recommend the drink. The snow martinis, like I said. Oh, they were so good. I will try to remember to post the recipe down in the bottom in the description. Um, but yeah, if you've if you've read the book, go ahead and tell us what you thought about it. Um, you can hit us up on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Booklet Podcast. Uh, we also have an email address. You can email us at uh, booklet podcast at gmail.com. Um, please rate and subscribe and rate, review and subscribe. I knew there was another one. <laughs> um, that's how our name gets out there more. So people can hear about us and then people can hear us. And we really enjoy doing this. And Holly doesn't really keep up with all of the number of downloads and things like that that's kind of my own personal obsession but I get really excited when we hit big milestones and I send her screenshots and she gets excited with me so I really like seeing that we have new downloads Um, usually every day we have a couple new ones yeah so I'm very excited this is you know just a little a hobby that is getting to be a little bit of a bigger thing like it's real and it's out there and I really love it. So thank you guys so very much. Um, we greatly appreciate it, but that's going to be it for now. We will see you all next time. Um, bye. Bye. <laughs> Happy reading. <laughs> Holly forgets her line sometimes. Uh, well, I did a lot of talking. You
1: did do a lot of talking.
0: <laughs> this episode was hosted and produced by Paige Turner and Hollywood.